And hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Dave Batista, along with my co-host, Nathan Jones, who will Lamb Lion Ministry. And we thank you for being part of today's program. We have a great program prepared for you today, so we hope that you can stay tuned for today's program. We also want to invite those of you that own a Bible to get a Bible ready, a pen and a piece of paper to take notes as we start in our study. And we have titled it, The Lord is There. So you don't want to miss today's program. And those of you following us on social media, we'd love for you to share this program with your friends and family so they can follow along with us. But before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host, Nathan Jones, if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much as we're coming to the end of our study of Ezekiel, Lord, a whole year. We just, I think I've grown so much in this study, Lord, and I hope everybody who's tuned in is as well. And Lord, we pray that it has edified us, but more importantly, that it praised you. Thank you, Jesus, for our time together. In your precious name, amen. Amen. And again, you're tuned into a Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. Again, we welcome you to our program and the message title, The Lord is There. Before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host of the program, Nathan Jones. Nathan, another wonderful week. Yes. Hello all from Dallas, Texas, where we're in a deep freeze. Now we're in a deep warm. Who knows what the temperature is going to be like in Dallas? <laughs> how about you, Vic? How is sunny Florida? Hopefully sunny. Well, Yes, I was going to do the same intro. Hello to everyone from Daytona Beach, Florida, where it was freezing and now it's hot as well. <laughs> oh, crazy winter. Uh, pretty mild. Uh, didn't the groundhog uh, back in February say we're, we're going to have spring early? Uh, you know, Nathan, I, I guess Texas and Florida, we just do our own thing, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> well, Vic, uh, hey, brother, I, I'm so excited that we're finally at the end of Ezekiel. Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, Gary Cox and all the foyer theologians who've been following along since the very beginning of our study of Ezekiel. And, uh, you know, we've been doing this now for a year. And so to have people come up to me and say, hey, we've been following since the beginning. And even our other series that we've done on The Truth Will Set You Free is very encouraging. So for those of you who have who tuned into our podcast on a weekly basis, Man, I'd love you to get on our website at ChristinProphecy.org. Click contact and let us know you're following along and uh, maybe some topics. Now that Vic and I are coming to an end, uh, we're playing around with a few new ideas. We've been discussing maybe focusing on the Millennial Kingdom and going into deeper detail about that and maybe tackling the entire book of Isaiah. Hey, write in. Let us know. We can also contact me at webminister at lamblion.com and uh, give us some ideas. Nathan, I love that. And I think it's always great when we hear back from people, our listeners, and get their input. I mean, that's what this is all about. That's why you and I do what we do, is to encourage individuals. And uh, yeah, we would love to be able to get some feedback. Uh, and again, I also want to thank everyone, Nathan, for those, especially those that have been with us from the beginning, making their way to the book of Ezekiel. We would love to hear maybe how God has used that uh, in their lives as well. And Nathan, maybe someone is new to the program and they don't have our contact information, how they can get a hold of our resources. Might you be able to share with that with them? Sure. Well, if you're new to this, then I'm sorry that I'm saying that this is the end of our series. <laughs> <laughs> but stick with us. We got new series coming up. But uh, 
Yeah, Vic and I are both evangelists with Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry, and our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. Maybe you've joined us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Pray.com, or even through our own RSS feed on our website at ChristinProphecy.org. Welcome. I invite you to to go to our website at ChristinProphecy.org. We have a wealth of information about the soon return of Jesus Christ, about Bible prophecy. 31% of the Bible is prophecy. It's exciting. The Lord wants us to know how the future will turn out. Spoiler alert, it's going to turn out great. The Lord has wonders in store for those who are his children, unfortunately, horrors for those who are not. So Vic and I are, do this program because we want to bring people to Jesus Christ, and we want to what's called edify the saints, help them grow in their relationship with Jesus. So again, welcome. Check us out, ChristinProphecy.org, or download our Lamb and Lion app. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Yes. Take advantage of those amazing resources, especially if you missed any part of any of our program, especially uh, the teachings on Ezekiel. And that's what we're going to continue today is in the book of Ezekiel as we've come to the last chapter of the book of Ezekiel. In our previous programs, we were looking at the book of Ezekiel chapter 48. We were talking about the land allotment, the territory that will be inherited uh, by the by those of the tribes of Israel uh, and uh, also the land division. And Nathan, uh, last week we actually were we decided to use the New Living Translation only because it just made things a little simpler for people to understand. But it was kind of fascinating seeing how the land were how the land was going to be divided in in in, in allotment. And you made a very good point, Nate. Nate, how you mentioned that in the past in the Old Testament, uh, it seemed like they were just grabbing various pieces of land in different locations. But in the millennium, it seems like everybody's going to get a piece like almost straight across. It's going to be like a wonderful division. Yeah, I've always found the map of the Old Testament allotments of land for the different tribes of Israel to be confusing. You know, you've got Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh on one side of the Jordan, and the other side, the other half of Manasseh, and uh, you've got um, uh, Judah and Benjamin in the south, and you've got the other tribes in the north, and they're kind of splotchy all over the place. I think Dan actually has two separate allotments. But uh, when you get to the Millennial Kingdom, which is what we've been studying in Ezekiel chapters 40 through 48, nine whole chapters dedicated to the Millennial Temple, a temple so big that Jesus builds it, it's 40 miles square. And in the middle of that is this new Jerusalem, this not the eternal one, but a, a Jerusalem that Jesus will build to be the capital of the world with the temple inside of it. And pretty much the city is the temple. But the tribes of Israel are still promised land allotment. So instead of splotchy all over the place, it's like a ladder going across from Egypt to the Euphrates River, north up into Syria. And there's one row after another row after another, one on top of the other, stretching clean across. It's very different than the Old Testament layout, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely, Nathan. And that's why it's fascinating that we we serve an organized God, a God of uh, organization. And the way that he does things is perfect. And here we see that after chaos and the world being torn apart in the time of the tribulation, God now brings things back in a certain order. There's a certain harmony. He has his people now uh, fulfilling certain responsibilities. There's going to be sacrifices that are being offered. There's going to be activity uh, in the millennium, fun activities, celebrations, 
uh, all those amazing things. But also there's going to be allotment of the land as an inheritance. And Nathan, we we're going to pick it up uh, in chapter 48. I was going to read verses 13 through 19 from the New Living Translation in case someone doesn't have a Bible so they can follow along with us. Would that work out? Absolutely. And folks, if you're wondering why we switch from the New King James to the New Living, the only reason is because the New King James continues its measurements and cubits and ephahs and <laughs> stuff that we can't connect to. The New Living Translation uh, puts it into the calculated modern measurements. So it's not that we're endorsing the New Living Translation, although it's a fine interpretation, but we're more New King James people. Uh, but for the purpose of measurements, that's why we're doing the New Living. Thank you, Nathan, for sharing that. So, Nate, actually, I'll pick it up verses uh, 13 uh, through 15. Maybe you can pick up 16 through 19 in case someone doesn't have a Bible. You got it. Yeah, verse 13, the land allotted to the Levites will be the same size and shapes as that belonging to the priests, eight and a half miles long and three and a half and a third miles wide. Together, those portions of the land will measure eight and one third miles long and six and two thirds miles wide. None of the, this special land may ever be sold or traded or used by others, for it belongs to the Lord. It is set apart as holy. Verse 15, an additional strip of land, eight and, and one third miles long and one and two third miles wide, south of the sacred temple area will be allotted for public use, homes, pasture land and common land with a city at the center. Pick it up in 16. The city will measure one and a half miles on each side, north, south, east, and west. Open lands will surround the city for 150 yards in every direction. Outside the city, there will be a farming area that stretches three and a third mile to the east and three and a third miles to the west along the border of the sacred area. This farmland will produce food for the people working in the city. Those who come from the various tribes to work in the city may farm it. Mm. Nathan, I found that so interesting because sometimes people think, well, what am I going to be doing uh, in the millennium? Or is there going to be activity? Is there going to be a work, if you will? Uh, here we notice there's going to be uh, sacrifice, cooking, barbecuing. Now we notice here that there's going to be farming. People are going to be harvesting. So for the most part, there's going to be a lot of activity, much like we're doing now. Yeah, it's interesting that as we study this, that the Lord is allotting different lands, different portions. Uh, we got to remember, okay, who is the population? Let's let's look again at who the population is of the millennial kingdom. So there was a coming time period called the tribulation, seven years where God is going to pour out his wrath on the earth because of its sins. But before that happens, he takes the church, those who are saved, up to heaven to be with him. We're given our glorified bodies. And then at the end of those seven years, we return to see Jesus defeat the Antichrist, false prophet, and Satan. He holds in Matthew 25 what's called the sheep goat judgment. Those who have accepted Christ as Savior during the tribulation will live on into the millennial kingdom, and they will have children and repopulate the planet. There will be Gentile nations, but the Jewish people who get saved are promised to be a priestly people serving Jesus Christ who will rule and reign from Jerusalem. So chapters 40 through 48 of Ezekiel go into great detail explaining what the temple will be like, what the city will be like, what the land allotments will be like for the Jewish people. It's promising the Jewish people their inheritance. Now, remember the audience that Ezekiel's writing to. Ezekiel was one of the early 
uh, exiles who was taken out of the land of Israel by Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and the Jewish people went into exile for 70 years. So this letter has been left to them to say, hey, you're going to have to deal with the 70 years of exile. It's, it's the punishment for the sins of the people, but God hasn't forgotten you. He hasn't abandoned you. This is the glorious future that waits. And if you doubt, <laughs> the, the Lord's going to go into extreme detail about every little measurement so you know how exact it is. He's already got it planned out. And it was meant to give the Jewish people in exile hope for the future. It's Again, it, for the, when the Jewish people were sent in exile again in 70 AD, it meant to give them hope for the future. And as believers in Christ, this passage is meant to give us hope too that, hey, for God, he's already got this planned. And whatever he plans, that's what he does. This will happen. Nathan, that is fascinating. And again, I love the details. God goes into great detail so that people see what kind of an orderly God he is and also the instructions that he gives to those that he wants to be serving him. Again, for those of you that may be tuned into the program, you are tuned into the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. Again, we're looking at Ezekiel chapter 48 as we get to the close of the book, chapter 48, with some amazing details about the land and its inheritance and also its division. And Nathan, of course, the following verses before we uh, close the inheritance still gives us uh, more details as far as the tribes, who's going to be receiving what and what allotment. Would you be able to continue there, Nate, in verses uh, 20 through 25? And I'll pick it up in verses 26 to 29, in case someone doesn't have a Bible. Okay, 20 to 25. This entire area, including the sacred lands in the city, is a square that measures eight and a third miles on each side. The areas that remain to the east and to the west of the sacred lands in the city will belong to the prince. We believe that prince to be King David. So each of these areas will be eight and a third miles wide, extending in opposite directions to the eastern and western borders of Israel, with the sacred lands and the sanctuary of the temple in the center. So the prince's land will include everything between the territories allotted to Judah and Benjamin, except for the areas set aside for the sacred lands in the city. These are the territories allotted to the rest of the tribes. Benjamin's territory lies just south of the prince's lands and it extends across the entire land of Israel from east to west. South of Benjamin's territory lies that of Simeon, also extending across the land from east to west. Next is the territory of Issachar, with the same eastern and western boundaries. In verse 26, then comes the territory of Zebulun, which also extends across the land from the east to the west. The territory of Gad is just south of Zebulun, with the same borders to the east and the west. The southern border of Gad runs from Tamar to the water of Meribah, Akadesh, and then follows the brook of Egypt into the Mediterranean. These are the allotment that will be set aside for each tribe, excluding possessions. I, the sovereign Lord, have spoken it. Nathan, another thing we spoke about was that there will be familiar territories, areas that we're used to seeing right now. They're not going to totally disappear in the time of the millennium, but there will be territories such as we just read here. It speaks about the brook of Egypt and the Mediterranean, right? And these are water uh, uh, divisions, if you will, land and areas that we, we recognize today if we were to look at a map. Yes. Uh, during the tribulation, there'll be four horrific uh, earthquakes. And the result will be, I mean, two of them are so bad that 
the mountains are collapsing, the islands are moving, the tectonic plates are shifting. And we know that is, uh, Israel will be the capital country or the capital area of the world with Jesus Christ in Jerusalem as, as the basically the seat of authority for the entire planet. And there's verses that indicate it's lifted up. There's verses that indicate that most of the world will be plains, that the water, the great oceans we know will be more like uh, lakes all over the place. And so the whole geology of, of the earth during the millennial kingdom will be different at that time. But there's still some things that are similar. Like you said, the Mediterranean Sea, the fact there's Egypt in the south and Assyria in the north. There's even references to uh, or a slight nod to Russia up in the farthest north during this time in Israel. Those are the four nations we know will exist in the millennial kingdom. But Israel will finally have all the land that's promised. You know, right now, this the endless talk from the world about trying to get Israel to have a two state solution, which is absolutely absurd. It cannot never work. It never has worked. Gaza in 2005 getting possession of that land, only used the land to continually attack Israel. So Israel giving up more land for peace just doesn't work. It's a, it's a failed, flawed policy. But the little sliver of land the size of New Jersey that Israel has now is only a small portion of what the Lord's promised them. And what we're reading here in Ezekiel is the finished portion. I mean, we're talking about these really long tracts of land that run from east to west, they go down or up, as you see, like a ladder with each tribe taking a portion of that. So the Jewish people are being promised here all the way back in Ezekiel's time that, yes, they will possess the land that's promised them one day. Nathan, that is so exciting. And that's why we continue to pray for Israel. They're, they are uh, we notice in some sense they're sort of like backslidden right now, a little bit on the, on the blind side when it comes to the reality of the Messiah. But that is all going to change. God has a great plan for the Jewish people. We see it because God has brought this nation back together that was like dry bones, according to Ezekiel, as we know in chapter 36 and on. But Nathan, we're going to see a fully restored uh, uh, people uh, in their land uh, with God dwelling in it and guiding them. And that's why we encourage those of you that are listening to this program, continue to pray for Israel. God is definitely not through with them, right, Nathan, as some people say. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, you know, liberal theologians will say that the Jewish nation of Israel is an accident of history. Uh, it is. <laughs> what nation comes back to existence after 1900 years? And the nation of the Bible, that's not an accident. God has purposes for the Jewish people. He's going to bring a remnant to salvation, and they're going to rule and reign with him uh, from Israel, there'll be a priestly people over the Gentile world. Now, for the Gentile world, this is the good news. If you're saved, you know, at the rapture, you'll get your glorified eternal body. And when we come back with Jesus, we help reset the planet up. And the Lord has promised Christians that we will rule and reign over the Gentile nations, those who are born in their earthly bodies. And, and we will be teachers and administrators and uh, you know, lawmen, and we will be all these different positions of authority underneath, of course, Jesus Christ, the King of Kings. And so that we've got work to do in the future, don't we? And But again, the, the Gentile nations could spread out and, and reform just like they did back in uh, after the flood. But and for the Jewish people, there's a certain amount of land that's always been allotted to them, and now they're finally taking it.
And Nathan, and that's what's amazing. That's why you and I spoke about probably doing some uh, uh, next program dealing with the details of the millennium, because there's a lot of people that they really don't have a proper understanding of all that is going to take place, how life is going to be like society, uh, the normal function of things. They won't end. Things will continue. You and I, yes, we're going to be here in our glorified bodies, and it's going to be amazing uh, being able to interact and be part of what God is doing for a thousand years. Uh, but it is an exciting future that God has in store for us. And Nathan, I love the next verses uh, in Ezekiel chapter 48, verses 30 through 35, as we get ready to close the chapter, because there's some little wonderful resemblance there to what awaits us in the future in the ultimately uh, kingdom that is going to be the new Jerusalem. Would you be able to pick it up there, Nate, for us in verses 30 through 33, and I'll do 34 and 35 in case someone doesn't have a Bible? Wow. Got to take a minute to say, wow, this is it, Vic. We're down to the end after an entire year. Here we go. Verse 30 through 33. These will be the exits to the city on the north wall, which is one and a half miles long. There will be three gates, each one named after a tribe of Israel. The first will be named for Reuben, the second for Judah, and the third for Levi. And on the eastern wall, also one and a half miles long, the gates will be named for Joseph, Benjamin, and Dan. The south wall, also one and a half miles long, will have gates named for Simeon, Issachar, and Zebulon. Oh, and verse 34, and on the west wall, also one and a half miles long, the gates will be named for Gad, Asher, and Naphtali. And verse 35, the last verse, the distance around the entire city will be six miles. And from the day, from that day, the name of the city will be New York City, the Big Apple. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it says it will be the Lord is there. Isn't that an amazing name, Nathan, for the city? Yeah, in Hebrew, that would be Yahweh Shema. So we're not going to call it Jerusalem anymore. We're going to call it Yahweh Shema. The Lord is there. And Jesus will go by a new name as well. The Lord, our righteousness, which is Yahweh Sidkenu. So King Yahweh Sidkenu will dwell and rule from Yahweh Shema. Nathan, I love that Hebrew pronunciation. And Nathan, the reason why I was, I think it's just fantastic the way they close there, uh, the book with the, the, the Lord is there because people get fascinated by cities today. Again, New York City, many people know it as the Big Apple. Vegas, people know it as Sin City. Certain areas of California is Silicon Valley. But according to the word of God, I love these names. The Lord is there. In Revelation chapter 21, verses 1 and 2, right, Nate, we also find an amazing name there that is given to uh, that, that new city. It says in Revelation 21, 1, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the old heaven and the earth have passed away, and the sea was also gone. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of God from heaven like a bright, beautifully dressed for her husband. I love the, those new names, right, Nathan? Yeah. And so what Vic just read in Revelation 21 is what happens after this. After a thousand years, the Christ kingdom on earth will end, uh, although it's meant to go on forever. But I'm saying that the millennial aspect of it will end, but it will go on in the eternal aspect, which is the eternal state with the new Jerusalem on a new earth. So this earth will will be melted and either renovated or, or renewed, and it will have an entirely new planet, and then heaven will come down to earth as the New Jerusalem. 
So what we're seeing here in the millennial kingdom is a phase of the Davidic kingdom. You know, it started with King David, and it was promised that his offspring will rule and reign on this earth. His offspring, of course, is the Messiah, Jesus Christ, and the Messiah will rule from this city. And what's interesting is when we get this measurement of the gates of the city, this, this Jerusalem during the millennial kingdom is cube-shaped, and there's 12 gates, and each gate is named after, an, after one of the uh, leaders of the tribes of Israel. You know, Jacob's 12 sons. But when we get this, is it's just a model, really, compared to the kingdom that's coming. Because, okay, for instance, this what we read about this little city here is, is uh, what do they say? It's six miles around. So it's not a very big city. And it must dwell inside the actual temple because we read earlier that the millennial temple is 40 miles squared. But when we get to the New Jerusalem will be on the earth. That's 1,500 miles in each way. And the 12 gates made out of a pearl each are named after the patriarchs here, the 12 uh, sons of Jacob. So what we see in the millennial kingdom is just merely a small shadow, even though it's glorious, of the eternal city that we will dwell in one day. Nate, and that is a that's a very good point because again it, we're talking about structures uh, uh, that really doesn't match up with much of what we see here on Earth. I I also love Nathan uh, the point that you made because um, uh, Dr. Uh, Henry Morris uh, wrote a, uh, has a wonderful Bible out uh, the New Defenders Study Bible, and uh, he actually captures that there in. Um, in his commentary where he speaks about the gates of the city, he says, just as in the new Jerusalem in Revelation 21, 12, the millennium Jerusalem will have 12 gates, each identified with one of the 12 tribes. And in our book, Nathan, the mighty angels of revelation, uh, we've gone into great details in how beautiful that also is going to be. Yeah. I mean, it's as wondrous as the millennial kingdom is going to be. And, and if we, spend time studying it, which I hope we will. I think you'll all just be amazed at what the future is for us in the millennial kingdom. It still pales in comparison to the grandeur of the eternal state. So uh, the millennial kingdom is a foretaste of what our eternal life is with God. And, and I think it's important, Vic, that we point out that, that the, the whole book of Ezekiel ends by naming the city, the Lord is there. In other words, not only just the Jewish people, but Gentile believers will be united with their Messiah. It's not that we just have the Holy Spirit now, which is a huge thing, but that Jesus is up in heaven waiting to come, but we will be able to see Jesus face to face. And then in the eternal state, the Father will dwell with us because all of human history is about getting us back to that Garden of Eden condition again, where we walked and talked and had fellowship with our Creator. Sin separated us, and since sin separated us, we have been disconnected from our creator, but through Christ's redemptive work on the cross is meant to bring people back to that right relationship. So in stages, we've got the church age, which gives us the Holy Spirit. We've got the millennial kingdom, which will give us the son and then the eternal state, which unites us to the father. And then the full Trinity will be interacting with us face to face and God's redemptive work will be done. Nathan, what a wonderful uh, point you made. And God, uh, uh, here we read, 
the name of the city of the Lord is there. But for us today that are listening to this program, that are part of today's program, God is actually still here. He is here. The Lord say, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And if you're part of this program and you, um, the Lord allow you to be part of this program, and maybe this is your first time tuning in and you caught us at the end of the book of Ezekiel, we want you to know that the best part is yet to come. Because we, as we close, we always give people an opportunity to come to the Lord so that they will be in his presence, that God is there with us and God wants to be there with you personally. If you do indeed turn your life over to him, you will be able to be, you will be accepted into the family of God and all of the things that Nathan and I just shared with you, you will be able to participate in all that uh, in the future in your relationship with the Lord. So Nathan, what a wonderful opportunity, right, for someone maybe who doesn't know the Lord to come to the Lord right now as we close our program, as we close our book, and maybe this will be the beginning of their walk with the Lord. Would you be able to share with them, Nate, maybe how they can start that journey? Well, the wonders that we have read about throughout Ezekiel, this promised millennial kingdom, this eternal state, is only for the citizens of that kingdom. And you're only a citizen of that kingdom if you've surrendered your life to Jesus Christ in repentance and faith, reached out to him and called upon him to be your savior. Once your sins are forgiven, you're reconciled with God, and then you can stand before him pure and holy. And the only pure and holy people with the book of Revelation calls overcomers can stand before God and inherit all these wonders. So if you're ready now, and I pray that you are, reach out to Jesus Christ in prayer and from your heart, pray something like, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I've rebelled against you. Please forgive me. I love you and I want you to be the Lord and Savior of my life. And then you will become a citizen of this kingdom. Praise the Lord. And if you pray that prayer for the first time, Nathan and I are rejoicing with you. Not just rejoicing, but we're so happy that you made that decision to follow Christ. And we would love for you to reach out to us. We would love to give you a Bible, a Bible study guide, and help you grow in your relationship with the Lord. You can reach out to us at 305-992-9537. Or you can also email us. Nathan, what was the email that you prefer that people reach reach out to you as well? A webminister at lamblion.com. And we would love for you to uh, uh, get a hold of us and uh, we want to rejoice with you. Uh, and uh, we want to thank you for being part of our program. And Nathan, I just want to clap right now and thank you for joining me in this amazing journey through the whole book of Ezekiel. Hey, brother, we have journeyed through so many books together since 2010. I'm ready for another journey. Uh, I'm looking forward to when we get to Isaiah, man. That, well, really, that's. I'm a little intimidated by Isaiah, but I think we can tackle it. I, I think we could. So we want to encourage those of you that are part of the program. We've come to the end of the program, but Nathan and I are starting a new Hobbit adventure, right, Nathan? So <laughs> I'm watching they, these movies right now. <laughs> are you? They, they are a lot of fun. Uh, so we want to encourage you guys, have fun with us in our next episodes, our next programs, our next book project. I think you will be blessed. We ran out of time for this segment of the program, and we thank you all for supporting us in prayer. Big Batista Nathan Jones saying goodbye. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you, and have a wonderful day. Bible says in John 3, 16, 
that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life.